Welcome back to the Social Studies Podcast, the podcast where we study being social by being social. Today's episode is brought to you by friendship. Because I got a great guest for you today. If you don't know him already, uh, high school teacher and comedian Devin Siebold, good friend of mine, hysterical dude. And guess what else? He is opening my Orlando and my Tampa shows, which are coming up uh, at the end of July. If you want tickets to those, there are still tickets available at MrDTimes3.com. Get your tickets for the Schools Out First Summer Tour. I'm also... Coming to Omaha, Des Moines, Kansas City, Denver, San Jose, Irvine, Tempe, Washington, D.C., Virginia Beach, Pittsburgh, Raleigh, Charlotte, Portland, Grand Rapids, Royal Oak, Kalamazoo, Tacoma, San Diego, San Antonio, Houston, Dallas, San Francisco, and we are constantly adding more. If you want tickets, I want to meet you. I want to see you. Come to a show at MrDTimes3.com for tickets. Also, if you want to support the podcast, you can do that at Patreon.com slash That's how we keep the podcast going. Tons of perks there. And if you're a podcast member, you get a free VIP upgrade at any of my live shows where uh, you can get into the meet and greet and we will say hello, take a picture, meet each other. It'll be fantastic. Become a Patreon fan for only five bucks at patreon.com slash We will see you there. Hey, without further ado, here's the Social Studies Podcast with Devin Siebold. Welcome back to the Social Studies Podcast, the one and only, the redwood tree of stand-up comedy, Devin Siebold. The redwood tree. That is, that's my intro, How by the way, from like now on. Six, seven? Uh, six, 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 yeah. Damn. But, um, uh, you know, considering redwood trees are 400 feet tall, I'm close. You know, it's a, a very good comparison. I was just with <laughs> redwood trees yesterday. We went to Redwood National Park in Northern California. So jealous. I saw a friend of mine, a comic, you actually probably passed them, uh, was in that exact same area and they were doing a, a walk and uh, the photos were just amazing. Looked so good. It was amazing. Uh, it was scary. There, it was. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was scary. There's there's not a lot going on there besides the trees. There was a few moments where I thought I was going to start hearing banjos by the river and I was going to, I don't know. Meet some, be reminded of your time in Florida. Be reminded of my times in Florida. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do have one thing that I want to tell you right off the bat. I was actually looking at pictures of you and I together from when we were on tour the first round, which I think we started that in 2018. Mm-hmm. And like, love ya. And this is this is a dig at both of us. We both look very not as young as we did in those pictures. And it was not that long ago, Devin. No. Yeah. COVID did it. I mean, it really did. I I spent all my time kind of trying to figure out what I was going to do during COVID because it was one of those things where at first you're like, okay, let me take a week off. Let me just relax. And then a week turned into two weeks and you're like, I'm still relaxing. That's okay. No big deal. And then a month later, you're like still on the couch. All right. This is not going to let up. And then six months later, you're like, okay, I, I, I am a blob and a former shell of myself. I need to uh, figure out my life and then get up and work out. Now I'm working out. I'm down uh, 15 pounds, buddy. Oh, get it. 
Yeah. I've been working out real hard and, uh, it, it just hitting the weights and, and playing basketball and I feel better, feel younger. The, the receding hairline still not coming back. I don't know what I need to do about that. I don't know how that works. So, out. okay. So I actually recently started, this is not a plug. This is not an ad everyone. I'm just talking about my life. So don't like do the thing. I started keeps. What's that? It's like, uh, so you get a doctor online or whatever, and then they send you your your stuff. And I went all in, too. So I do the pills, I do the serum, and I do the shampoo. So mm. And so my whole thing is they're like, you know, only 20% of men get their hair to grow back, but most what's going to happen is it's going to stop it from continuing to fall out. So I'm like, okay, good, great. But I'm doing it because I am 100% going under the knife to get my hairline done. Dude, that is the only way to do it. Uh, Tosh did it. Look up old Oh, Daniel I Tosh know. Photo. It looks great. Yeah, and and there was a radio host that I worked with, and his hairline was so far back, and it was so thin, and he had a sponsor that was like a hair guy, and the, and the guy was like, hey, you want to get your hair done? He's like, absolutely. He got it done. Dude came in. It, it, it literally took 20 years off of his profile, and it was just brand new hair. Couldn't tell. It was amazing. Amazing. Will you do it? Um, I don't know. See, I my hair is not that receding, but it is that thinning. Like it's starting to thin up front where like certain lights, I'm like, oh, there's my scalp. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, that's it. That's the it's kicker. Like, That'll just get you in the balls. Like, yo, fuck. It's terrible. Yeah. And you're like, should I tan that? You know, should I, or, or is it okay? Uh, it's, but uh, you know, I don't think it's as bad as it, as it will be. But the thing is, is I look at my grandparents, my grandfather still has like a pretty good like head of hair and I'm like, all right, maybe it's just going to be like this for a while, but because it hasn't really changed it like thinned and then stopped. And it does depend on my diet too. You know, it's weird, but if I eat really? like healthier stuff, more proteins and things, like my hair gets thicker. So uh, during the pan D, you mm. know that I started teaching kindergarten. Yeah, yeah, that was a terrible idea. Uh, go ahead. I'm not. This is <laughs> this is a joke, but also for real. Legitimately, think my hair fell out more. Like stress. Yeah. Yeah. Stress will do it, man. Stress, stress will get it. And, and that's the thing is I got out of uh, teaching, you know, in January, I left as you were going back in and, and I, I tried to warn you, it was one of those things where like we were doing different, different uh, uh, missions on the platoon. And I was like, I'm telling you the battlefield's crazy out there, brother. And you're like, I got to die for my country. And you ran past me and you ran into the kindergarten classroom. And I was like, God bless America. And I'd shed a tear. And then you come out with your war wounds. You're like, they shot off my hair. And I'm like, me too, man, but it'll grow back. You know, that's <laughs> just oh, go to the VA clinic and get it, you know, uh, redone. But yeah, man, it's, it's brutal. Oh it, man. It'll do it. I, I forgot how much I hate you. <laughs> okay. Wait, I do want to talk about us and teaching in a second, but before I do, I do have one thing to tell you. This is, I, I've been laughing ever since this happened. So my mm -hmm. day today originally was supposed to go like this. I was going to get my hair cut. I was coming here to record with you, and then right from here, I was going to a photo shoot to get my headshots redone, right? Well, right. the guy who typically cuts my hair, who is amazing, is in Palm Springs this week, and he's like, sorry, brother, like, can't help you out. You got to go somewhere else. I was like, okay. So I just risked it and 
put in at a barbershop and was like, what's up, right? So he's like, how do you like your hair? And I like explained all of it or whatever. And then I really like when my sideburns sort of kind of, this is the, I'll tell you the phrase that I used. I was like, I like when my sideburns disconnect from the rest of the fade. And it kind of happens like around where like your sideburns would like wrap around your ear. That's what I said. Do you have in your mind what that should look like? No. <laughs> okay. No. <laughs> well, it shouldn't look like this. Look at what happened, Devin. This is insane. I literally look like I'm about to smuggle a kilo of cocaine across the border. Like, this is nuts. Check this out. I got to see. Ooh, those are... <laughs> which, which barber shop did you go to? Oh, my goodness. God. That's brilliant. Like, like, literally, I know that I described it better than what happened. Right. This is this is nuts, and right. and I was supposed to have my photo shoot. Thank God he texted me this morning as I was going to get my haircut. He's like, "I have a cold. I have to cancel him. So sorry." I was like, "Don't worry about it. All good." <laughs> I walked out of the barber shop. I was like, "So glad you got a cold." Wow, you are. I mean, it, you need to be careful because the the tanness of your skin is really dependent on how people perceive you. Oh, if you if you stay in Seattle, you are instant white supremacist. You come down here to Florida, and suddenly you are uh, drug pen king lord. You know whatever what they call them. And uh, but that that line, man, that is that's different. That is this, different. It, all I'm going to say is like this line in my face is some sort of cultural appropriation. I don't know <laughs> whose culture it is, but it's not for me. Rest assured, the Internet will tell you exactly. <laughs> oh, God, I'm not. I can't even post my face on the Internet for a week because someone's going to be like those lines. Right. <laughs> That's why I go with I, see, I'm a typical cheapo, great clips guy. Oh, I you just are. Remember when we were on. I do have to say this, though. One time we were on the road and I want to say Phoenix and you got your hair cut and it was great. And I was hating on you because you went to a great clips and it came back. Perfect. That lady knew her stuff. She did. Know? And but it was typical great clips where you, you can smell the cigarette ash coming off their fingers as they run it through your hair. You know? <laughs> oh, God. But it. It's really bad, but, uh, you know, it's, it's like 15 bucks. And, and the funny thing is, is they know, this is the crazy thing. So they have me in the system in all great clips and you walk in and I literally go, all right, I'm here for a cut. And they go, they ask me my name, put it in and they go, okay, have a seat. And they, they will start cutting because they already have it in the system of what I want, but I don't want that all the time. Sometimes it's summer. I want a little shorter, you know, and, and you try to change that. And it's like, you're trying to change your gender. Like you, I'm like, um, I know it says five, but can I get a three today? They're like, but it says five in the computer. I'm like, yeah, I know. But I kind of, I kind of want a three. I'm kind of feeling a three. She's like, well, do you want to change it in the computer? I'm like, I'm not sure I'm ready for that commitment. (laughs) (laughs) Can we just, can we just see how the three goes? Maybe before I change, it's such a big thing. Their numbers. (laughs) It is. And, and also too, when I said disconnect, like now verbalizing that post the actual haircut, I think that that does mean like very harshly do what you did but I was not picturing this I was not picturing this like I hate myself maybe a slight fade you have a a gully do I risk it and like take matters into my own hands with my beard trimmer when I get home 
No, because then you literally go from uh, Joe Dombrowski, a possible drug kingpin, to Joe Dombrowski, uh, orchestrator of the Hunger Games. Like you immediately <laughs> turn into that guy. Like you could, you could do it. Go full on and just do it like really super fancy. Like I don't know. I was like actually you Salt Bay. This is not a joke. I like Salt Bay. Um, <laughs> I was gonna double down and do another line underneath the existing line. Then chop off everything above my lip and my chin so it's like uh choppy mutton chops if you will that's a that's a that's a good idea joke i'm an i'm an artist (laughs) i know (laughs) apparently you know uh your your barber is as well yeah yeah, whoa whoa, he's not my barber he was a one time it was like a one night stand a one night trim was this like the full barber experience? Did he do the scalp massage? Oh my God, Devin, that's so funny that you say that because the scalp massage today was oddly sexual. It always is. It always is. Devin. There's a reason there's a pole outside of a barber shop. I'm telling you. <laughs> Devin, Devin, Devin. It was, I was literally getting my head rubbed and I was like, is the intention to make me erect. Like, what is happening here? It was so just, like, sensual. He said the phrase, close your eyes, at which point I was like, does this end in a happy ending? I do not want to be involved in this type of behavior in Mm -hmm. this moment. But it was a lot. Oh, my goodness. Do they give you a good rub down at Great Clips? What's that? Do they give you a good rub down at Great Clips? And, like, your, your head, the one with the eyeballs? No, <laughs> they do not. Oh, they do not at all. And you don't want that either, because I'll tell you right now that, you know, they, they go to wash your hair at Great Clips and you put your head back in the sink and then they get over top of you. But it's like a 75 year old woman with leather boobs that are just right in your <laughs> face the whole time, just smacking you. And you don't <laughs> you don't know what to do. You 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 go between smelling Marlboro to uh, <laughs> solution to uh Newport's it's really bad (laughs) we have a wildly female audience who listens to my podcast and I just want you guys to know if you ever want your husbands to experience the D the D me let them listen to this episode with me and Devin please (laughs) they will get it like the um a man haircut is an experience also when you said leather boobs just now it reminded me of when I was teaching kindergarten and one of my students said, do you want to know how I know that I'm a mammal? And I said, yes, which why did I say that? And she goes, because sometimes I get to drink from my mom's. You think you know what I'm going to say, Devin, mm-hmm. because sometimes I get to drink from my mom's udders, mm-hmm. her, her udders. OK. All right. Um hmm. I mean, I, you know, I've, I, I think that I could spend all day looking through the ethics manual and I don't think I would find anything on udders. Um, <laughs> so, I don't know if that's, oh no. It's oh, a lot. No. But kindergarten, kindergarten's a trip. You know, cool. but here's the thing is, here's the thing. I'm a, you know, I'm a straight guy. And uh, what, I would, you? I, at, at this point, Devin, yeah, hold on. Point, you are straight. I, it, as shocking as that is with my golfing hat and on, your graphic and tea, which for sure says a Kuna Matata. Yeah, I knew it was a graphic <laughs> tea. I knew it was a graphic tea. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I, it's, uh, 
I don't know. I think at that point I'd be like, well, is, um, is your mom's milk factory open? Uh, you know, or I don't, I just would want to know a little bit more about this. Like, you know, I'm thirsty. I don't know if, <laughs> I mean, how old is he? Are we talking cottage cheese? Are we talking? No. How do we got? <laughs> you know, you gotta know, you gotta know these things. You're canceled. I'm canceled already. <laughs> You've been canceled. Do you realize the only person that canceled me is like a a 78 year old Karen that's listening to this going, I hate that guy. I've, I've never been. I've never thought he's funny. I've never really thought he's funny. You and know? just so you guys know, Devin and I were each other's people when it comes to nasty messages that we get on the internet. We always screenshot them and send them to each other. We're like, get a load of this. Yep. And it's so funny because sometimes we'll be like, oh, yeah, she messaged me about the same thing. You know, it's, it is wild. Some people are just on a on a on a wild ride. It's such uh, a stretch. Sometimes. Um, for, OK, for people who, who don't who aren't already familiar with Devin, Devin is a hysterical comic, former high school teacher, which is how we got acquainted. Oh, Devin, I got tea for you. Shit. Oh, do I spill yeah. it? Do I spill it on the pod? It's about it's about uh a project that you and I were once lured into and we both were like, nope, should I spill it? Uh, go for it, yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, most likely. Uh, you do. Let me get there. Anyway, so Devin is a hysterical comic, former high school teacher. We are on the road together a lot and will be in uh, Orlando with me, Tampa with me, in all of Michigan. So come out and see yep. Dev. Orlando, um, Tampa, Michigan. I promoted it yesterday on uh, on live, and there was a lot of people saying they already got tickets or they're getting tickets. So it's nice. going to be good shows. When now, when we're together, it is it is like everything is complete in the world. Just so everyone's aware, those are the shows you're going to want to come to. But Dev, mm-hmm. talk to me about leave. Okay, so I've been talking recently on the, on the pod about how there's this stigma, this weird stigma with teaching, where it's just like you have to do it till you die, and I don't believe that, and I know you don't too, because I feel like. It is healthy to recognize in yourself when you need to step away, albeit forever or for a little bit. And it's because like kids it, it will run you ragged and kids deserve teachers who like can mentally still be there. So talk, what, what's the change been like since you stepped back? The change when I stepped back was kind of um, uh, intimidating at first because like the day that I I quit. I got asked to do an interview by the local newspaper. Oh yeah. And yeah. And, and I kind of dug in a little bit into him because I knew I was kind of free. Like, you know, it's, uh, I've got no strings at that point. And I decided to kind of dig in and I even felt a little bit of a pushback from, you know, the school, they still had me on the email system and they were, uh, emailing this former employee doesn't know what he's talking about. I'm like, I know exactly what I'm talking about actually. Uh, but they were, you know, I don't know it, it, leaving, was was a little bit weird. So let me put it this way. A lot of guilt is there because mm. you feel bad for, you know, leaving the kids. You feel bad for leaving the school with something, a position to fill and one of the hardest times to fill it. You also feel bad for, you know, letting down your, you know, you, I don't know. It's weird to say, but you, you're letting down your profession as a I whole you, almost. Yeah. Because of the like stigma that's been built. Yeah. Like even if your school isn't short on teachers, you just feel like there's a national teacher shortage and I'm part of the problem now. And, and, and then there's uh, the feeling of letting down parents. There's a lot of letdowns 
a lot of feelings of let down. But I don't, I don't know. It's such a weird thing because you kind of got to do what's for your right for yourself. And there's also like a scaredness too. Like I had two teachers on my podcast recently and uh, they, I interviewed them and it was so crazy because in their email, they're like, I, we have this to so much to share, so much to share. And then I get them on the podcast and they shared some, but then I was like, man, they were holding back a lot. Like I wanted a little more. And then they responded to an email. They're like, Hey, we'd love to do it again because we just had this weird feeling like we're being watched over. We felt guilty for telling the way it is and for complaining. And that's the thing is a lot of teachers feel guilty. Like they just feel this immense amount of guilt and the the man staring over them and, and forget that we're in control of our career. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, that's the thing is, is so many teachers forget that we have control. That's the one uh, thing that I I hear the most. And I'm sure you do too, is first of all, uh, do, is it not the best time to be a comedian? Oh, it's the best time in the world to be a comedian. Shows are selling out like crazy. And and plus people want to get out and laugh. And when I'm doing the shows, I'm just like l- physically watching shoulders drop and relax and like creating this environment of it's okay. But the number one thing that I've been hearing from audience members, and it doesn't matter if you're a teacher, a nurse, I have, I have so many people who are non-teachers come to the shows. If you deal with kids or have dealt with kids in some capacity, People are coming up to me after the shows and saying, thank you for saying what I've always been thinking. And we kind of have this position where we've kind of like taken a different role and we're like, no, no, world. Here's your perception of teaching and here's what it's really like masked through comedy. But when you look at what we do and then you unpack those jokes, it's like it's real messed up what's going on in education. (laughs) Yep, yep. Yeah, it is. It is. I I think my prized compliment recently that wasn't, I'm not sure if it was a compliment actually reflecting on it, but I did a video recently of just, it was, I don't remember what it was, but it was just a funny teacher video. And one of the comments was I've had my students or I've had my children homeschooled for the last 12 years. And I was considering putting them in a public or private schools. And I am so thankful for your awesome videos because they are both hysterical and have both also, let me know never to put my kids in a school ever again. <laughs> and I was like, oh, great. Yeah, that's why I, I mean, that's why I meant to do saving lives, you know, it's so <laughs> hard explaining it to non teachers too. like I like Morgan and I are like probably going to have kids somewhere with between like now and five years from now. So I'm talking to him a lot more about school and schooling and like what I'm going to look for in the schools and districts that our kids would potentially go to. And as I'm listing off all this stuff, he's like, no, it's not like that. I'm like, you don't know. Like these places will mask it and you will have no idea. So I was like, here's what we're going to do. I'll handle school between kindergarten and 12th grade. And when it comes to college essays time, you're welcome to take over. But like, you got to know what's really going on to really know what's going on. Yeah. And, and Joe, let me tell you this, and you will agree with this too, is that teachers think it's exclusively their problem and like things that are happening to them are just in their school. We flew to the opposite side of the world and did our jokes about American teacher problems. And how did they receive those jokes? Oh, it was, they were like, yeah, same. Yeah. A hundred percent. (laughs) Same. Different, different lingo, but same situation. Yeah. 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 Some words we can't say, uh, but, uh, definitely different lingo. And, and it was, but it was great. It was so crazy that, you know, another part of the world teachers are being treated the exact same way, dealing with the exact same problems. It's, it's such a, so a crazy universal. thing that, 
Yeah. You think it's just you. You think it's just your school. It's not. It's not. Everywhere. Dev, thanks for coming on the podcast today. Uh, you guys, again, Devin's going to be on the road featuring at all my shows in Tampa. So that's, I think, five shows. He's going to be there in Tampa. He's going to be at my Orlando show. He's going to be at the Michigan shows. That's Royal Oak. Kalamazoo, Grand Rapids. You can get all your tickets for all these shows and more at mrdtimes3.com. But Dev, you probably got some other shows coming up. What do you got? What do you got going on, my man? Yeah. Um, if you go to devincomedy.com, you'll see I've got a theater show that I'm doing in Illinois uh, where I'll be headlining it. I'm doing a show in Atlanta and I've uh, got some other uh, smaller shows that are kind of local in the state of Florida. Definitely going to check them out. And uh, devincomedy.com for all the tour dates. Huge thank you to all of our Patreon fans. I thank each and every one of you. Yes, that is how we keep the podcast going, and I cannot thank you enough for being there. Huge thank you to our newest members, Megan Moffitt, Amanda Garrison, Kelly B., Jonathan Ward, Jess Sisti. Jess, I met you at the Albany Show, I believe. Thank you for coming. Catherine Strong, Katie Starkey, Nicole Fiegel, Amanda Garcia, Alexa Kenny, Sarah Men, Caroline Austin, Emily Hadley, Carly Malug, Carly, did I do it? Did I say it right? Christina Krull, Mary R. Lynn, Danielle Charlone, Megan Toomey, Nolani Agasara. Nolani, how'd I do, girl? Andrea, Denise, Andrea, I'm sorry I missed your name last week, but here it is, baby. Love you, Andrea, Denise. And Sam, just Sam. Thank you guys so much. And until next time, we'll see you next week. Bye.